everyone and welcome to the focus on greatness podcast i am your host hiram and on this platform we are men helping men redefine greatness through service and as you've been with me already you should know by now that through this month we have been talking and i've been having this journey of communicating and talking with the women that have impacted my life. And I call this the month for mothers. Um, I believe that there are important in any man's life, just like anyone else. And so I've been having these great conversations and I'm about to have one with somebody that has been truly an impact in my life and someone that I truly, truly adore. Um, and I want to make sure that you are part of this conversation. I remember when I was first looking at starting my podcast, one of the things that I was looking for was a cost efficient place that I can be able to do what I was dreaming and doing. With Anchor, I found that. I found a free platform that can be able to give me the tools to make sure that my podcast sound good from edits to music to different other things, variety of things that can be able to assist me to make sure that I had a professional sound podcast. But then also one of the things I found that I loved uh, when I started to use Anchor was they have various of different places that they are able to distribute my podcast from professional places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts and many, many more. Now, with this, the thing that I'm I love to do is because I might not do it in my house or I might need to do it in my car. So I'm able to use record on my cell phone. I'm able to record on my tablet or even my computer. So for you to be able to do this as the podcaster, you need to make sure that you download the app to your phone, to your tablet. You can do it on an Android or on an Apple product. But also, if you want to be able to access it on your computer, you have to go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, anchor is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Welcome to the team. Do me a favor, share this with somebody before we dive into this combo. Um, and before we do this, I do want you to do me a favor. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe and hit that notification bell so you can stay up to date with all conversations that we have and all the ones that I bring to this platform. Um, if you're listening to this for the very first time on any podcast platform, make sure that you subscribe as well. But do me a favor also and comment. Let me know how did you find out about this podcast because I would love to know where and how this podcast is impacting people's lives so that I can continue to reach the people that I believe that are supposed to be drawn to this podcast. So without any further ado, do me a great favor. Put your hands together. If you are in the gym, if you're working out, if you're taking a walk, if you are just getting off work, do me a favor, put your hands together quietly and welcome my beautiful godmother, uh, Lisa Smith. 
Hey, mom, how you doing? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so, mom, do me a favor before we dive in our conversation and uh, introduce yourself to everyone um, that's watching as well as this listening, and then we'll go. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Godson, for having me. Yes, I am, as you mentioned, Lisa Smith. I am a wife <clears throat> of 35 years, uh, mother of three young adult sons, plus our bonus son, Mr. Hiram Roche, our yes. godson. Um, I uh, currently work, I've been in the medical field for uh, almost a decade and a half, um, really doing what is I uh, believe is part of my purpose, and that is ministering to women um, in the earth realm. I am, for lack of a better term, an ovarian cancer patient advocate. And in a nutshell, what I do is put on fundraising events to raise funding for ovarian cancer research. Mm -hmm. Apart from that, I uh, am co-owner of a business with my husband, uh, Perfect Pedophores, where my husband is the chief cake architect, if you would, or the cake boss, our personal cake boss. And uh, we have been uh, enriching people's lives uh, with their uh, special events in life for uh, almost 12 years now. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Well, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that the world is going to get a chance to be able to meet um, meet my mom, uh, right. meet my mom, and uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna. I really want to have a conversation, mom, and just uh, really get a chance to utilize this moment and get to chance to know you a little bit more and really hear your story as a mother. Okay, and um, and uh, kind of dive into that. I, I believe that it's it's in very impactful and kind of the storyline um, in reference to just a woman's story in general and how they look at life or see life surely for as a mother, um, you know, of children dealing with that, how that affects them and all of those things and learning about your history. I believe it also will help and impact somebody that is okay. listening to this or watching this. Okay. So um, take me to uh, take me kind of to the beginning and back a little bit. Let's just go back a little bit. Uh, where were you born and I would say born and raised? Sure. I um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I am a native New Orleanian, born <laughs> and raised in the uh, city of New Orleans, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, went through public school system there. Um, got saved actually at a, a young age. I'm 55 now, almost 56, but I... Um, my my family weren't real churchgoers, if you would. Mm -hmm. However, you know, it's always one in the family, and it just happened to be my uh, uh, paternal grandfather. I'm sorry, my maternal grandfather, my mm -hmm. mom's dad. Um, that uh, he was the one that went to church in the house. Um, mm. that's not to say he was living right, but he had enough sense in him to make his way to the house of God on Sunday. Right. And it was just my mom, my dad, and my sister. And for whatever reason, I was drawn to that. Mm -hmm. And so I would see him get up and get ready for church. And I would tell him I wanted to go. And mm. he and I would literally, our church was close. So we would walk down the avenue to church. Um, and I think the reason I enjoyed doing that too, because I know Every Sunday after church, I was guaranteed a milkshake. He would take me to the, 
the little local restaurant. So even at a young age, I oh, recognize the God. power of being able to give and get <laughs> if you would. Um, but I, um, you know, we went through a lot of different denominations as my parents or my mom mainly was seeking and searching for mm -hmm. um, a higher power, if you would, which was really God. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see, we were Catholic. We were Baptists. Mm -hmm. wow. We uh, were nothing. <laughs> uh, backslidden. <laughs> then um, we went back to Baptist and kind of stayed there mm -hmm. um, probably until I was about uh, maybe 16 years old. But mm -hmm. I really gave my life to the Lord. Uh, God saved at age 12. I mean, really committed. Mm -hmm. And thank, uh, I thank God because there was a couple in that ministry that just really groomed me spiritually mm -hmm. and made sure I stayed on the straight and narrow. So it wasn't a whole bunch I could get away with. Right. Um, and I didn't like it at the time, but boy, am I grateful because it was really God's way of um, hiding me and grooming mm -hmm. me. And it makes me, reminds me of the story with uh, Moses, how Miriam hit Moses for mm -hmm. such an appointed time, yeah. um, even though Moses was a baby. Um, his sister was old enough to know what was going on, but didn't quite understand that. And so I kind of feel like I had that experience because little did I know, um, mm -hmm. I, a few years after that, probably four or five years after that, I met my husband. Of course, he was really probably my closest friend at the time. And mm -hmm. um, we met, believe it or not, well, for those who know us know, <laughs> singing in a community choir, um, and we became friends first and, mm -hmm. um, you know, he always liked me to tell this story. So I'll just share it here. <laughs> little land. Yeah. That's a little <laughs> extra for folks who don't live in new Orleans. Um, yeah. he and I, uh, I, I was secretary in this choir. Mm -hmm. And so when I, uh, began to develop an affinity for him, if you would, mm -hmm. um, I, I had the responsibility of calling all the members, you know, giving them the latest, Mm -hmm. telling him about engagements, whatnot. And I would always save him for last so that I could talk to him longer. <laughs> and so um, it kind of went from there. And, you know, we both uh, realized that we have feelings for each other. And so the rest is history. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we dated for uh, several years. He went into the military after we graduated high school. We did the long distance thing. And then uh, we, uh, he proposed to me. We got married several years later and um moved to texas mm -hmm. uh christian house uh well fort hood and mm -hmm. then was involved in ministry of christian house of prayer from 1985 to 1998 and uh in the course of that uh time frame even before we had kids of our own you know this little guy came into our life uh <laughs> known as little hiram <laughs> and um you know i praise god that he really allowed us to experience parenting through you mm. um, because being away from home, you know, there were no kids around us. Right. And so you, you really gave us our crash course <laughs> parenting. <laughs> I mean, literally from taking you after church or taking you during the summer, taking you on trips. You know what I mean? Yes, um, you really... Uh, prepared us. And of course, no one could ever be fully prepared for parenthood, but you gave us a real uh, crash course and 
Um, you know, we always say you were probably our, our firstborn <laughs> without being born directly from us. <laughs> and then um, came mm -hmm. along your brothers, you know, which they uh, hold you in high regard. Yeah, and right. um, you can't tell them or no one can tell them that you're not blood to them. Or we're not related. <laughs> so um, that's just, uh, you know, mm. kind of uh, how we got here to where we right. are. So, yeah. um, yes, you know, just doing life doing ministry and mm -hmm. here we are now for that enough for, <laughs> that was good Ma. no that was good <laughs> so for those that are uh i say more so watching because those that are listening y'all can't see this part but for those that are watching i know that y'all are probably trying to figure out why is he smiling so much y'all have to understand <laughs> My godmom does something to me. So um, I, I, my godmom is, is is literally, I love my godmother uh, so Aww. much. Um, I wanted to ask mom about, um, I call her grandma um, because I am a part of the family. So I wanted to ask about her. I vaguely, vaguely remember her um, mm -hmm. as, as a child. Um, so I, I can't remember. I was trying to go back and think um about you know i remember seeing her face i remember seeing i think as a child i remember and vaguely 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 remember but yeah. um but i don't remember her personality how she was uh so tell me about your mom and as well as your relationship with your mom and how that was sure well i know you probably the the memories or the vague memories that you do have is probably from um, when we took you home for uh, one Christmas holiday. It was mm -hmm, mm -hmm. two weeks, and uh, yeah, in New Orleans, that was all new to you. Yes, and I think you were probably maybe around between five, six, or seven years old. Mm -hmm, and uh, mm -hmm. actually, I was pregnant. So you were five. I was pregnant with little Roger. You know, I have a great memory. Very great. <laughs> and I was at that stage. It was getting close to the due date. So you know, getting irritable, but. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to come on this trip. And so your mom was like, yeah, sure. I'm going to pack him up. <laughs> and so we took you to New Orleans. We spent the majority of the time with her and my mm -hmm. um, stepdad. And of mm -hmm. course, we spent time with um, your goddad's parents. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, my mom, my mom was probably the person in my life that had the biggest heart. Um, had so much to give um, and was just a real example for us. Um, my, uh, her and my biological, uh, biological father uh, separated or divorced uh, mm -hmm. when I was probably five or six years old. Mm -hmm. So for the majority of our lives until she remarried, it was just she, I, and my sister. Okay. So we watched her just you know go through everything mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and it was literally like we all grew up together if you would oh, um, wow. I, my mom was a hard worker i could remember any given time my mom had at least two to three jobs to make sure that wow. um we were okay and yeah. even with all those jobs a lot of times we weren't okay <laughs> but uh she she um never um gave up you mm -hmm. know she never made the choice to um abandon us mm. um and you know my mom unfortunately you know you have families uh, that people grow up in mm -hmm. that is just not ideal 
yeah. Um, and yeah. family members, because of, I'm convinced now that I'm older, they treat you intentionally and sometimes unintentionally the way mm -hmm. that they were treated. You know, they right. don't mean to be um, um, hard or not warm, mm -hmm. um, but sometimes that's all they know. And yeah. for my mom, when I think about her, to be quite honest, and I feel um, safe enough to share in this space, when my mom died, I considered to be a young age, which was at 65. I'm literally mm -hmm. 10 years from that age. Right, um, right. I was upset, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I feel her life was cut short. Mm. I feel I felt that she gave people more than enough and did not get a lot of that back. So mm. I, you know, I wasn't angry at God. However, right. I was, I was maybe angry is harsh, but um, I felt a certain kind of way, right, um, right, because um, it, it was way too short, mm -hmm. and my mom didn't get a lot of love. Like I consider the love that I or me and my husband um, gave to to you, gave mm -hmm. to our sons. Um, she didn't get that, and so mm -hmm. she was. I guess the best term to use is even as an adult, and I, 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 it makes me sad, was mm -hmm. trying to buy love, if you mm -hmm. would. And for okay. me, I think it's the saddest thing to see an adult yeah. um, doing that. And it's not like she was saying, oh, please love me. But she right. was, my mother was an amazing cook. And you may remember that because, you know, even when she would visit um, Copper's Cove and uh, mm -hmm. Colleen, you know, mm -hmm. she always cooked. She made sure she was happy when everybody was eating her food and talking about how good it was. She absolutely okay. loved that. Right. But um, so that's that's the way she would give love and she expected to receive love. And so, you know, people took advantage of her a mm -hmm. lot of times because she never asked people to pay her. She never asked for um, um, anything in return. Mm -hmm. And sometimes and that's great. But a lot of times that can be um, bad because I'm um, a firm believer that you um, teach people how mm -hmm. to treat you. And right. if you allow them to do that, that's what they'll keep doing until you stop it. Right. And so yeah. she taught me and my sister a lot of things. And one of the things is that no one can treat me any old kind of way. No one can treat my sister uh, any old kind of way because we saw that and we knew early on that we were not going to stand for that. Right. Um, but um, all in all, she um, she was the best mother that she could be, could possibly mm -hmm. be um, to us. Um, I am and my sister, um, we are who we are today because of her, mm -hmm. good, bad, and the ugly. Um, right. And I, I'm, I'm proud to say, and my sister and I say proudly that we are, you know, everybody calls her Miss Barbara, but we always refer to each other as Miss Barbara's daughters. Mm -hmm. And so I'm proud to say that I am Miss Barbara's daughter for sure. And if, for those that don't know, um, my mom nor my auntie um, or have never had the opportunity to be in their presence, um, either separately or together, mm -hmm. I would tell you uh, that there you would you're missing a moment. 
there's there's never been a moment that I've been with my godmom or been in front of my been with my godmom and my auntie in the same room and you wasn't gonna have fun, you wasn't about <laughs> to feel loved, you wasn't gonna feel a part of um all, literally made you feel like a family member. Um, and I know that those things are attributed to, like you said, mom, things that you have learned. Uh, from grandma. And um, and so one of the things, thoughts that crossed my mind, mom, that I wanted to ask was when you had, I know you had me, but when you had Rod, um, when you had us together and, you know, this being your first, what were some of the things that you wanted to make sure that you poured in or taught um, taught us as, as, a, as a young is just to raise up a certain way. What were some of the things that you wanted us to make sure we learned and knew? Um, probably more than anything is purpose and love. Like mm-hmm. wherever you are, especially with us, mm-hmm. is always um, a, a safe place to be you. Um, in terms of purpose, I wanted um, you all to know that um, there's something great, you know, right. and it's not a cliche, but I, however, I find myself keep, uh, keep going back to that, but right. to know that there was greatness on the inside of you, regardless mm-hmm. to what you saw or who, who you felt was um, great in your eyes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like whatever you saw, um, and they demonstrated greatness um, in front of you. I wanted you to know that you have that in you. Maybe yeah. not necessarily what that thing is for that person or those people, but mm-hmm. you have some of that um, in you. And um, early on, even before the guys were born, and, and each one of them, of course, Roy and Ryan are twins. So, but mm-hmm. when before they were born, before Roderick was born, literally that whole those whole nine months. You know, probably from the minute I found out I was pregnant, I spent time daily Hmm. in the presence of God, covering them and speaking the word over them that I wanted to see the fruit, Hmm. those fruit in their lives once they got here. Um, And so Hmm. um, once they arrived, um, cultivating that wasn't hard for me. Right. the, the the journey to 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 get them to walk in that that was a challenge but that's just life because right. what you're doing is you're really trying to mold somebody mm-hmm. not to be what I wanted them to be but certainly what we felt God uh purposed them mm-hmm. to be so um all that mm-hmm. was fine but you still have to get past personality. And right. boy, did we have personality. <laughs> uh, three individual personalities, like something could pop off at any given time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, to get back to your question, definitely purpose and definitely um, uh, love. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly, while my mom was um, great, mm-hmm. um, as I got older, and I didn't know while I was in that, but as mm-hmm. I got older, I realized that P, other people's demonstration of love mm-hmm. wasn't the type of love that I experienced. Now, don't get me wrong. I was never abused. Right, right. Um, every beating I got or discipline I received. 
that makes me chuckle because the day and era that I grew up in, it was called beatings and whoopings. Right, but, right. And trust me, everyone I got, I deserved because, um, and it goes back to my point, I was being molded and shaped, and she didn't really understand that. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I certainly did by the time I started having kids. And right. what I was very cautious and conscious about was never to break um, our kids' spirit. Because um, mm -hmm. that's that's um, something that's a hard thing to recover from. Right. You know, you, right. you have to pull out more to help men and build someone's spirit right. uh, versus seeing where they are, accepting where they are, and working with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things, mom, that I've always um, loved is that it's always been you've always been that a safety mm. where whereas like I, I I was comfortable enough to come and just be open and mom this is where I'm at this is what's going on yeah yeah, um, yeah. you know um and all of all of my brothers we we have that same context and um you know but I do know that there's a lot of people you know in reference to just parents surely in reference to the context when you're talking about what moms um, where it's like people don't, the kids don't feel safe enough to come and just be open. Yeah. Um, yeah. now was that, did you, was that shaping really be, by the aspect of how you loved us? Um, or was that person intentional to kind of create um, that safety place? I think it was both, honestly. Okay. And I say both because it was intentional because that was in my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, as, as I began to, you know, rear you guys and, you know, when we, we had you, uh, over, mm -hmm. um, and it was never them and you, you know, it was always right. everybody right. together. Yeah. So whatever they was getting, when you got there, you were getting that too. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so it was intentional in that regard. However, as they got older, um, you know, when you're going through the process, mm -hmm. it can be painful. It's growing pains. And so a yeah. lot of times it may not necessarily be an experience that you want or something mm -hmm. that you want to hear. However, I believe, and I'm under the persuasion that um, the the um, the art, uh, art of learning is repetitious. So okay. doing it, whether it feels good or not, or whether mm -hmm. they want to hear it or not, that does not mean you stop doing it. You right. know, you got to keep doing it. It's just like faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. It's not right. because you heard. You know right. what I mean? Yes, and so I believe because of that, um, where they, when they got to the place um, of being a preteen and being a teenager and um, start to experience all these different emotions and feelings or what have you, I think the the pieces start to fall into place that they begin to realize they had a place like they didn't mm -hmm. have to go outside. And that's not to say they didn't um, talk to other people mm -hmm. or what have you. But I was very intentional because I think for me as a parent mm -hmm. and probably more than my husband and I, I've shared this with him. And I think it's probably because I didn't have this. Mm -hmm. It, I, 
it probably felt like a, almost like a slap in the face to me mm. if I got wind of my sons going to someone else for advice mm. that I felt they should have come to me about. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like right. life stuff. You're right. Um, again, not that they couldn't uh, consult with anybody else because I, 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 I'm convinced that God placed uh, people strategically, especially mm -hmm. if that's your prayer for your right. children, you know, teachers, pastors, uh, leaders, instructors, counselors around them so mm -hmm. that they could be well-rounded. But I just wanted to make sure that they knew you know, whatever you need is in the house, so to speak. And right. so I was so in overdrive to make sure that they knew that mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't go nowhere else or so that I wouldn't hear that they went somewhere else. Right, um, right. Uh, until I get, guess it just stuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's the, 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 the best way I could probably describe it. Right. But I'm happy um, to say that it stuck in all the right ways because like you said, um, you know, you feel safe sharing with me mm -hmm. and you shared some pretty personal things with me. And mm -hmm. so have our guys. I mean, they're grown. They have their own home and, right. um, you know, they can call or text at any given time. Mm -hmm. um, and it, My uh, chest just beams with pride when I get those calls or those texts. Right. Um, no, I don't pat myself on the back, but I, I, I literally say out loud thank you, God, because it worked. You know, yeah. they get it. They realize that if nowhere else or no one else is a safe space for them, they have that in us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yes, so I feel really, really good about that. Yes, ma'am. And, and for those that are watching or listening, one of the reasons why I asked that, um, one is because I needed you to understand uh this atmosphere in reference to with my godmom and how, again, over the years, uh, at this point of time, my people, I am 38 years old. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if you're listening to this five years from now, I, I'm 38 at this point of this conversation. And I do still call my godmom. We still have conversations. And, yep. and when we do talk, I'm still transparently open um, because I do feel safe. Uh, there are there. One of the things that I feel that I do um, when I'm talking with when I see y'all, uh, when I when I'm talking with y'all, um, you are dead. Is it's almost like I go back to the child mm -hmm. because that's how comfortable I am. You know, sure. I, I feel like and my godmom knows I would do this as a child. When I would see my godparents, I would run to them run up and yep. I would hug them. I would be smiling and beaming and I still do it today. So if I see my godparents out somewhere, I'm, I'm, I don't care what's going on, who's around. I'm loving on my godparents. Absolutely. And vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing and no one will keep us from getting together and we're in the same space. Exactly. Believe, <laughs> believe it. Um, and, but one of the reasons why I brought it up mom was because I know that there are people that you know that are listening that that need to hear i believe that this is so so great of a wisdom because because you set that atmosphere and that tone for us to feel comfortable as men to come and communicate with you even as we got older mm -hmm. um 
it helped from it helped in other dynamics. Mm. You know, it helped for you know us to be able to express ourselves. Um, and for anybody that knows my brothers, we are not um, we're not that we're not that afraid of being able to express mm-hmm. um, <laughs> express ourselves. But a lot of that became because of how y'all did us, how mm-hmm. comfortable you made us feel just being able to be who we were. Um, and even after when y'all moved and, um, you know, and, and, you know, in different transitions and things, even with me had happened, it was like, okay, what, but baby, what you want to do? What you yeah. feel God telling you to do? <laughs> nah, just be yourself. Don't, don't worry about them people. It, it was. Oh, oh my God. You sound just like me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because it was it was so mother henish. <laughs> it was the same feeling no matter when it was. And yep. um and so that helped me. It, it really did. Um and for the person, the mom, the the wife, um, whoever that is listening, make sure that you're doing the same. Make sure that you set an atmosphere intentionally where they feel comfortable communicating with you. They feel comfortable coming to you um, because as, as surely as men, it's, and mom, you know this because you've been around different people and seen different, you know, at, as mm-hmm. men, sometimes we don't, we we are trained to either express or we're trained to shut down. Absolutely. And so, um, so if you have a young child, whatever, you have an opportunity to be able to raise them in the atmosphere of being able to express and being able to do it in a safe environment, safe place, um, and then learn how to do it well. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, again, all of me and my brothers, one thing I know is we, you know, even though we express ourselves, we ain't reckless. And, um, um, and a lot of that came. Because mama ain't play that. I was about to say, sweet as my dog, my man, mama ain't playing that dog. No, no. (laughs) Not doing that. (laughs) But you know, kind of to piggyback off what you're saying, um, Mm -hmm. making sure that it's a safe place. I think what is key to it, I had to learn this probably because of my personality. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I speak. I don't believe in just existing. I, that's just not who I am. And quite honestly, I've never been that person. If my, if my mom was here today, mm-hmm. my mouth got me in a whole bunch of trouble because I that's that's just how God made me. Right. Now again, I'm not reckless, and I you know know how to discern mm-hmm. um, timing or, or, or read the room, if you would, and discern right. the room. But trust me. When I have the moment to express that, I will do. Um, but what I had to learn, um, and it's just a part of uh, parenting, what you want to be careful of, not only creating a safe place for your child to express themselves, but then when they start to express themselves, and perhaps it's something that you A, don't agree with, or B, it may not be coming out the way that you wanted to, you still have to listen right. and address it in a way that it does not cause them to shut down right. or say, you know what, I'm done. I'm not putting myself out there like that anymore because mm-hmm. she's going to respond this way. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. You need to make sure. And it's a fine line. And again, I had to learn that. 
um, especially as my guys got older and I still had to make the transition, if you would. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband helped me out with that. He's like, like you got to transition because they're not boys right. anymore. You know, right. like you, you got to switch the conversation. And so it's a, um, an ever growing process. But again, as long as the foundation is there, I feel mm -hmm. that you can always get back to that because that's the core um, yeah. and branch out from there um, and leave with everybody being heard, everybody feeling um, that, they, that they're okay and that whatever they say matters. You know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Now, mom, what advice other than what you just shared in reference to the making sure that there is that safe place, safe space, um, you know, and being able to also learn and know how to be able to adjust as we got older um, mm -hmm. and, you know, making those different adjustments and transitions. What advice would you give the mother um, just for the sake of saying mom has raised four boys Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, I am including myself in this number. So Absolutely. four boys, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> she has raised four boys. What advice would you give to the mother that is in a similar situation? They have, you know, four, four boys, four men sitting in their home that they are, that they're trying to raise. What advice would you give to that mother to, to help her to be able to be, I don't want to say do it right. Um, mm -hmm. because I'm, I don't want to make it seem like she's doing it wrong, but sure. what advice would you give her surely in the time and era and, you know, thought process that we're in now to be able to pour in, to make sure that her children already feel loved and all of those things for their future. Um, I think the thing that sticks out to me is uh, a couple of things, actually don't okay. compare. Mm. You have, four different personalities, um, allow them to be them and deal with them as an individual. Hmm. Sure, you know, you're, they're all coming up together, but you have to um, respect their personality and who they, who their individuality, that's the better mm -hmm. word, okay. enough to say, I'm going to make the investment to treat them um, for who they are, address them where they are. Um, I feel that has probably been the biggest lesson for me and um, getting the guys, even you, um, to, to want to come to me, to want right. to be around me as a mother, you know what I mean, to, to mm -hmm. be able to share. It's mm -hmm. because I didn't group everybody together. Yeah. Um, I didn't treat everybody and I don't treat everybody the same. I know everybody's individual personality and that's how um, I address you yeah. when you come to me. I think it's so key and um, it's really a good foundation to, to, to lay so that um, the doors can be open mm -hmm. um, for conversation um, that may not otherwise be open if you treated them 
like the next one. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, I was very intentional about not doing that because it, it, I mean, it was just only fair, quite honestly. Um, <laughs> right. And it, it, it worked. <laughs> no, it did. It did. I, I know a lot of um, and parents, I'll say it that way, a lot of parents, I've heard a lot of parents, people in general, where they compare one child to another, compare one scenario to another, and it's like this, you make almost as a, it might be, it might be which I believe it is, it's, it's not intentional, yeah. but it then becomes this competition yeah. where now you're fighting to be the favorite for the parent. Um, or, you know, be the one that gets this or the, be the one that, and it's always this back and forth competition, competition yeah. because of that. And honestly, even as you were talking, I was thinking about it. I don't ever, I don't, still to this day, I don't, I don't feel that there's a competition that I have to compete mm -mm. when it comes to my brothers. Um, yep. You know, all of my brothers are, are skilled in what they do. All of my brothers has always been very, very intelligent. Um, and um, and so it's to me, it's always been we've we love on each other for what, what our skill sets is and support each other um, for what we do. Uh, but it's never I've never felt that I needed to compete against them um, for you are dad's attention. And so I, I love that the way that y'all raised us, the way that y'all loved us. I'm, I love it. And just like I shared, um, um, I've shared before, but I look at you and what you and dad have done um, in reference to raising us. And I use it really as a template for mm. what I do here with my wow. boy, um, because I've seen, I believe that you and dad have created such a balance with Very us good. and in our lives and um and it's been effective i mean you know it's yeah. been effective all of us is loving god and yeah living life <laughs> and, enjoying it. and uh hey, you know if you don't have to reinvent the wheel don't do it i mean if it's there <laughs> if the plan is there work the plan yes ma'am yes ma'am so i'm i'm grateful i'm grateful for it uh for everything that you and dad have done um, and that y'all have poured into us uh, to there help us go. become. You can say person. praise God on this podcast. Right? Yes, ma'am. You sure can. <laughs> praise this is, God. Yeah, this is the podcast for that. You good? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, thank you, Mom, uh, for taking out your time and oh, having this conversation with me. Um, I, again, I wanted to make sure that not only that you know we had a good conversation and yes. you know really went through some things, but. I also wanted to make I wanted to give the world an opportunity to meet the women that impact my life. Wow. Um, and so for anybody that knows me, that really knows me, right. um, they know that I'm a mama's boy. Yes, you are. And so um, so um, <laughs> I, I, I am a mama's boy for sure. And yes. uh, and I love my mom. And, um, you know, and my mama loves me. Absolutely. And, and they need to know your mom will get them. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Yes. I love, my, I love my boys. Listen, I can move earth for them if need be. Trust me, I'm going to do it. 
with everything in me until I can. Yes, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> we got that on record. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's on record, ma'am. Ain't going nowhere. That's on record. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again, mom. I love you. Love you so very much. Oh, we love um, you so much as well. We are so, so godly proud of you. Oh, my God. Thank you, Our mom. chest just, uh, just sticks out and beams with pride uh, just to see how you are literally fulfilling your purpose um, spiritually and personally, and it is working for you, you know, a good God-fearing family man of one wife, one woman, <laughs> father to two children, and we know that for a fact. We, we don't have to guess. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you're loving God and you're loving life, and so we could not be more proud of you. We love Thank you. you. Thank Keep you, Keep doing mom. what you are doing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Um, I'm not going to do, and I'll say this because my mom is on here, so I can say this. I'm not going to be like my dad. My dad is a, is a, is a crybaby, and he will cry, <laughs> and I'm about to do that on this, on this conversation. Okay, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you, Mom, and I'm thankful. Uh, thank you again for uh, coming on. And, uh, yes, being sir. Part thank you me. for having me. I'm honored. Um, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for being a part of this conversation. Um, thank you for watching us and making sure that you have shared this and you loved on us. And I'm thankful for it. Y'all be blessed and continue to be great. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I pray that this conversation was impactful to you in some form of way. What I want to make sure is that not only are you hearing and learning this information, but that you're taking the time to apply something, some nugget, some, some piece that you took from this conversation that you can say, I can apply this for my life to be better. I want you to continue to be with me and make sure that you're with me every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I love you all, and I'll talk to you next time, right here on the Focus on Greatness family.